Hey beautiful soul, this is the Menopause Coach Podcast with me, your host, Adele Johnston. I'm helping you create a vibrant life of joy and happiness without your menopause stealing your personal power and sass. Together, we're making menopause mainstream. We know that decreases in our estrogen levels during menopause potentially affect our blood vessel function, our cholesterol levels, and more so can directly result in the heart being impacted. It is very heart protective. So as a result of that, our risk factors for cardiovascular issues can increase in our menopausal aging years. But we can do a lot to support and protect our heart health. Welcome back to another episode of the Menopause Coach Podcast. It's always such a privilege to show up here each week with you and bring these episodes. If you're new here, a huge, big, warm, vibrant welcome. And if you've been with us since the start, I see you and I thank you for being part of this global reach that we are now seeing around this beautiful, big world. Every episode that we share is just absolutely blowing my mind how many of you are listening to this. So thank you for showing up each week, for every review, for every subscriber. You help us reach more and more women around the world and you're part of that. So thank you so, so much from the bottom of my heart. I just wanted to start this episode by sharing that deep in gratitude. So today we are taking a look into an important topic that often goes unnoticed, menopause and its impact on your heart health. Menopause is a transition and we know that this can significantly affect our cardiovascular or our heart well-being. So let's shed some light on the connection and learn how to support our heart health during our perimenopause and menopause journeys and beyond, because that is super important. So this week's topic, we are going inside. I just want to make a bit of a disclaimer on this one as well before we go any further. The information provided in this podcast episode today is for educational purposes only and should not replace professional medical advice. I want you to always consult with a healthcare provider before making any significant changes to your diet, your exercise routine or your medical care. So that's really important to note this because we're going to go over quite a lot in this episode today, taking a look into the importance of heart health, of cardiovascular health. And, you know, when reviewing this and researching this topic, as I always do when bringing these episodes, I wanted to make this a bite-sized piece that we can split into segments that we can then touch upon and go into a bit more detail on. Let's get started. I want to start with the menopause heart health link. And when we think about the link between menopause and heart health, it's quite a big one to be fair. Many women may not realise that the hormonal changes that occur during menopause can elevate our risk of heart disease and of stroke. So more so postmenopausally, not so heightened in risk during perimenopause, but it still plays a role. And although I don't show up here to bring any scariness or to scare you and cause any health anxiety, I want to cover this at the beginning so we're clear that being heart health aware is everything as we navigate our menopausal years in health and in vibrancy. So this isn't something to ignore. And I just want to touch on that before we dive inside. As we've covered in many episodes previously, 
estrogen itself plays a protective role in the entire body and that includes our heart health. We know that decreases in our estrogen levels during menopause potentially affect our blood vessel function, our cholesterol levels and more so can directly result in the heart being impacted. It is very heart protective. So as a result of that, our risk factors for cardiovascular issues can increase in our menopausal ageing years. But we can do a lot to support and protect our heart health, of course. And we are here to bring that lens here. I'm here to bring you all of that right now. So to give you an implementable support that you can do right away for yourself and for your beautiful, powerful heart, we're going to move into our segments on points that I want to touch on that are going to help you to really tangibly take things away from today and look at protecting your cardiovascular well-being. So now that we've addressed the connection between heart health and menopause very, very lightly around that link between lowering oestrogen and the effects that that has on our heart, we're going to dive inside the space of how we can proactively protect our heart health during menopause. So here are some tips. I'm going to give you a few of these. Okay, so tip number one, really focusing in on nourishing your heart with conscious, smart choices. Okay, notice how the language that we're using here is not about good or bad. It's about being conscious and making smart choices. So prioritizing a heart healthy diet becomes even more essential as we enter into our menopausal time of life. Focusing on a diet rich in the things we know are good for us, like fruits, roots, vegetables. And when we talk about fruits and vegetables, we're talking about really helping your plate at all meals where we can to have a vibrant array of fruits and or vegetables and these nutrient powerhouses, which are really rich in antioxidants, super packed with vitamins and minerals. And these all support your heart's functioning and help fight inflammation. Inflammation, a really big one. We know that inflammation can directly result in disease in the body and disease directly result in inflammation. It's one of those chicken and egg moments. What came first? But they both have a direct impact on our heart health and well-being. The second part to note in this is whole grains. So again, we hear this. Yes, Adele, I'm hearing you. Nutrition is important. Fruits and veggies, whole grains. Opting for whole grains like quinoa, like brown rice, whole wheat and oats. Fantastic sources of fibre that really support in controlling our cholesterol levels. So another really important part to maintaining a really healthy heart is stabilizing out and steadying our blood sugar. Lean proteins. So again, choosing lean sources of protein such as fish or poultry, um, for those that eat meat and animal products, for those that don't, thinking about things like beans, lentils, and even tofu as just some off my head examples. These options are lower in saturated fats and contribute then to heart support. So when we're bringing in these protein sources, lowered in saturated fats, contributing to our overall heart health. But if we are consuming anything that is in an excess of saturated fat, this at our point in menopause can contribute to heart disease when consumed in excess. Healthy fats, let's touch on this because we've just mentioned them basically. 
So incorporating heart healthy fats into your diet, thinking about intakes of omega-3s with EPA and DHA, and also things that are found in foods like avocados, yummy, nuts and seeds and olive oil and oily fish. These fats, these heart healthy protective fats, provide essential fatty acids that support cardiovascular health and can help lower not so great our our bad cholesterol. Let's just use that word right now. So yeah, we have good cholesterol and we have bad cholesterol. The good cholesterol really helping to support our heart, the bad cholesterol doing the opposite. If you'd like to see a picture of what this might look like within terms of the healthy fats, the lean proteins, the whole grains, the um, fruits and vegetables, then we can supply you with a click link in the show notes, which give those of you like me with a very right brain and love a diagram or picture brain, including that link to the Mediterranean diet pyramid, which nicely outlines this. So we'll include that in the show notes for you if you want to go ahead and just have a really clear visual of what that heart healthy diet may look like. So whilst focusing efforts inside this health focused food space, we also want to minimise a few things. We want to minimise ultra processed foods, high, high sugary snack intakes and excessive intakes of salt. So if we focus on the ultra processed foods, these are often high in unhealthy trans fats and can be really high in sodium and also in refined sugars. This is important to note. And whilst we are not demonising food and we're not saying you cannot have any of these foods, what we're saying is minimise them, not eradicate. These can contribute to inflammation. We've touched on what inflammation can result in, disease. These can also contribute to high blood pressure and also to weight gain. All things that are heightened risk for our heart health. So aim to reduce your consumption of any high intakes of ultra processed foods, of pre-packaged snacks that are high in trans fats, that are high in sodium, that are high in refined sugars. And just be aware of this. We're not telling you to stop them. We're just advising to minimise. Too much salt can lead to elevated blood pressure as well. So increasing your risk of heart disease. These are all just risk factors to be aware of. So what we're saying here is you don't need to stop holding back on popping your you know, pink Himalayan salt on top of your fried egg. But what you do need to be aware of is too much salt can lead to elevated blood pressure, increasing your risk of heart disease. So be mindful of sodium content in any packaged foods. This can be used for processing them. Any processed meats, again, can be added. So sodium can be added to these meats to preserve them. And also restaurant meals. This is a real big one, actually, that we forget about or we're just not super heightened and aware of. The chef's main job, and I have a brother who is a chef, the chef's main job is to make the food so uber tasty, right? We want to be eating that meal and saying, oh my goodness, compliments to the chef. This is delicious. I am coming back to this restaurant time and time again because these foods are super yummy. Now, a chef will not make just plain food. A chef will add flavours, a chef will add salt, a chef will add oils and spices and all the things. The main idea behind restaurant meals is they want you to be leaving having thoroughly enjoyed that meal 
super tasty and coming back again as a repeat customer. So just being aware that restaurant meals will have higher contents of sodium, higher contents of added additives at times, not all. So opt for herbs and spices to season your dishes instead of adding excessive amounts of salt. Now these dietary adjustments that we have just scratched the surface of can help control blood pressure, can support your cholesterol levels and also your weight management and reducing your risk of heart disease. So nice one, tick in the box. Your body fat levels and overall BMI also contribute towards your healthy and your your health overall, but your healthy heart negatively can impact heart health if you are an unhealthy body fat range or in the obese category. So I say this with love and I say this with compassion that we want to make sure that if you are holding on to any excessive amounts of body fat in both forms, okay, we need to look at this from a visceral fat level which sits around the organs, not healthy, really quite dangerous. And then you've got the subcutaneous fat stores that sit beneath the surface of the body's skin. That's the fat that we can touch. We can't touch the visceral fat. It is inside the body around the organs. We want to be reducing that. Okay, so really important. This can contribute to heightened risk of heart disease. So there is point number one, quite a big point, around nutrition and food types to be aware of that can lower or heighten the risk of cardiovascular related disease. Number two within these top tips is keep moving for cardiovascular fitness. Your heart health is wider than just the food we eat. Regular physical activity is a powerful tool inside your toolbox, so never underestimate how powerful resistance training is for your heart, for your bones and your muscles and your mindset and all of the things, but also knowing that you're non-negotiable of your steps for health every day are a non-negotiable for a reason. They are called steps for health because that is what they do, that is what they are. They are not designed for anything other than keeping your body and your mind and your soul connected in that triad of health. So thinking about this, thinking about sweaty boob range activity. What am I doing today to get sweaty boobs whilst I'm moving? Maintaining cardiovascular wellness is up there with heart protection. Okay, wouldn't you rather have years of protection than years of treatment? You can also engage in aerobic exercise. So brisk walking, jogging, swimming, cycling, All the things that are going to elevate that heart rate, get you sweaty boobed and have you moving. These activities help improve heart function. They can manage your weight, body fat stores and boost your mood. Amazing, right? We want that. So don't forget about strength training to maintain your muscle mass as well as your aerobic based. I would love to invite you to aim for at least 20 to 30 minutes of moderate intensity based movement. Okay, if you're out for a walk, making that a brisk walk for 20 to 30 minutes and try to do that each day. If you cannot manage 20 to 30 minutes every single day, it's 20 to 30 minutes out your day for your heart health, for your overall well-being. Okay, number one on that, there's no judgment or shame or guilt surrounding this, but it's a it's 20 to 30 minutes an entire day for you to be healthier. I'm sure you can prioritise that blocked time and do it. But if you cannot, for whatever reason, then affording yourself 
a minimum of 150 minutes per week. Minimum. Okay, that coupled with some strength training sessions, around about two to three in your week, and your ticker is going to be way more protected, way more happier and better looked after. Point number three, regular self-awareness. Being self-aware and regularly checking in on your body and mind is pivotal during menopause, not just for heart health, but for your overall health and happiness journey. Monitoring blood pressure and cholesterol levels and other heart-related indicators if you have higher risk through genetics or illness is helpful. So if necessary, your healthcare provider may recommend additional tests to assess your heart health. Open communication with your doctor is essential to address any concerns. And we want to make sure that your health plan is tailored to your individual needs. So being self-aware is everything within this so that you can hold the conversations of what you want and need. And if something doesn't seem right, please never brush it off and certainly never ignore it. Monitor, discuss, seek help. Okay, you're not putting anyone out when you ask for help with your heart health. And let's do another one. Point four, hormones matter. It's more so seen as a men's health problem, heart disease. But I want you to realise that women are five times more likely to have heart-related disease post-menopause. And this is a suspected result of lowering oestrogen levels. The reason I raise this with you is because we come across many women that will say, oh, it's fine, I don't have heart disease in my family, I'm all right, I'm not worried about my heart, I'm okay. But actually, postmenopausal, because of the reduction in our oestrogen levels, this can be a suspected result of increased rate of heart disease in women. So of course, we have to cover this, the oestrogen in this, in this powerful space and heart protection is there as a big heart protector. But when it declines in menopause years, our hearts are not as protected. So everything we have covered in points one to three so far is so important. But when oestrogen declines in its levels during perimenopause and we reach a new low level in postmenopause, there are many impacts to things like our cholesterol. Okay, The cholesterol in our blood often goes through an increase. And this can, not always, but it can result in fat cells building up inside the blood vessels. It's not great because what happens there is it causes a narrowing of the arteries. We all are aware of this, yeah, plaque within the arteries, which can, of course, increase the risk of heart attack and stroke, neither of which we want for you. None of us want this increased risk. Oestrogen, as we've covered in previous episodes, is also very anti-inflammatory, for the body and for the heart. Okay, it applies to the same for the lining of our blood vessels. So really nice and protective. And as we age and can experience high blood pressure, again, not great for our heart risk, not great for heart disease or heart attacks. We just need to be aware that this lowering of estrogen can increase the risk. And this is where I wanted to touch upon hormone replacement with estrogen. We know that through a small body of research that taking HRT can help protect the health of your heart. In fact, there was a Cochrane review that was published in 2013 and it shows that hormone therapy is suggested as, and I want to just do a a quote-unquote here, so quote, may have beneficial effects in reducing the incidence of cardiovascular disease events in postmenopausal women. However, 
The results of randomised control trials, RTCs for short, have had mixed results. Unquote. Now what this tells us here is that our studies being conducted, albeit we need a lot more, but they are being done, so we need to be very, very blessed and grateful for that. We just need more. It's suggested that they may have beneficial effects. Yeah, there's a lot of words in here that if we start to look at it, the word suggested means, well, it's not concrete. The word may indicates that it also may not. But what we understand here is that estrogen in the body itself as our core female sex hormone, our queen bee hormone estradiol, is so heart protective. Now, replacing that with hormone replacement therapy is suggested that it may have beneficial effects in reducing the incidence of cardiovascular disease in postmenopausal women. Now, when we look at that a little bit further, what we have to appreciate is this evidence shows us that the ladies who started hormone replacement therapy with estrogen less than 10 years after menopause, so when they, as long as they are taking their HRT under that 10 year window of when they went into postmenopause, this had a lower mortality rate through cardiovascular related disease. So that's a real big tick in the box that we have that evidence to show us that. But of course, this is a choice for those who want to replace hormones. And for those that do not want to or cannot replace estrogen, I want you to know that this is okay too. You absolutely must make sure that you are solid with your heart health foundations. And in fact, that goes for everyone listening to this today. It's not a one or other. It's a foundation of health vital, yeah, when we are replacing anything, when we are thinking of anything in our body. It's about making sure that our foundations of health that we control. This is not about whether you can or cannot. This is about you being able to control the choices that you make in your life. You can choose to step forward each day and take 20 to 30 minutes to do some brisk walking or cardio or aerobic based exercise to protect your heart. That is your choice. You choose that. 20 to 30 minutes is all we ask. It is your choice on what you choose to purchase in the grocery stores or the, or the supermarkets for food. It's your choice on what you cook or buy. It's your choice on what you put through your mouth and your body. This is all your choice. So please know that I say this from compassion, from love, from a place of well-being. You get to choose what foundations you put in place for your body. As we wrap up today's episode, remember that menopause is a time of change and of opportunity. And it doesn't have to be a time of decline in your heart health. By adopting a heart healthy diet, staying physically active and keeping up with regular self-awareness and checkups, you can significantly reduce your risk of heart disease and stroke for that matter during this phase of life but you must show up for yourself and your body. I want to thank you for joining us for another episode of the Menopause Coach Podcast today. I hope this episode has shed some light on the connection between menopause and heart health and provided you with actionable tips to support your cardiovascular well-being. Remember, taking care of your heart is a lifelong journey and each step you take makes a difference. Stay well, be vibrant and connected with me here. And make sure you hit that subscribe button if you've not already. I'd love for you to just take five seconds at the end of this episode and ask you to leave a review. 
to help us grow and find more listeners for the podcast. So until next time, stay heart healthy. And just a reminder of that disclaimer. The information provided in this podcast episode is for educational purposes only and should not replace professional medical advice. Always consult with a healthcare provider before making any significant changes to your diet, your exercise routine or medical care. I truly hope this episode has sparked something vibrant inside of you. I ask only one thing. To help keep these episodes coming, please subscribe and share with another in your life. That's how we reach more women worldwide and we help them step into their power. Because together, we are working to remove any of the stigma and taboo that surrounds menopause. This does not need to be a daunting, a scary, a taboo time in anyone's life. So together, let's make menopause mainstream.